For the past two weeks, almost every second night of the week, Connor, Sarah, Tyson, I, whoever, we have discussed some sort of function of the Patriots quarterback situation this season. One thing that we have talked about and agreed upon is we can all see a scenario where the New England Patriots do not draft a quarterback in the first round of the draft. We've also seen a scenario where the Patriots don't draft a quarterback at all. Jerry Trotta put out an article today basically outlining that the Patriots have decided they're not going to pick a quarterback with the 15th overall pick. There seems to be people upset about that, and I'm not sure why, because we've all said it's a very real possibility. Now, as many people know, I've been on the Mac Jones trains since, I don't know, the season finished in basically November. But I guess say levy. If the Patriots are not going to be taking a quarterback in the first round, that means that this season and next season, they're probably going to go all in and try to go for it, which is going to make people like Connor excited and happy. Obviously, him and I have been at odds about whether the Patriots should go on a full rebuild or a retool. Connor is beaming from ear to ear because the Patriots are apparently going on a retool. But that quarterback situation is still going to be a pain in the ass. So whether you agree with the rumor or not, there's a lot of answers that we need to get to the bottom to. It's going to be a fun discussion tonight. Based on the chat comments already, it's going to be fun, Connor. Ladies and gentlemen, it's your boy Ray. I'm with my boy Connor. Unfortunately, our boy Tyson has been wrapped up in some business and cannot make it tonight. It's just the two of us here on the Dear Pats Nation podcast. And we are back. Yes, we are. I didn't screw up the intro tonight. Connor, how are you? Good, good. What's going on? Another man here to talk about more quarterback, quarterback, quarterback with the New England Patriots. I mean, yes, sir. I can't wait until the Patriots do something with the quarterback so we can talk about anything else but the quarterback situation. But I know. <laughs> go Google Patriots, click on news, sort by date. Every article is about a quarterback of some sort. Yeah. I it can only like, imagine. It looks like J.J. Watt is going to sign with the Green Bay Packers so I don't get to come have a big celebration. Is that I mean, legitimate? It's uh, it's the rumors, but you never know with rumors, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, the Patriots were supposed to draft Lamar Jackson, and here we are in 2021 talking about quarterbacks. Speaking yeah. of quarterbacks, Jerry Trotta, guy I'm not a fan with of, uh, when he talks, when he gives his opinion on things, wrote an actual journalistic piece today talking about how an NFL draft insider sheds lights on the Patriots' potential quarterback plans, Connor. And it's very interesting because it actually falls in line with what we've kind of been saying is a very real option for the Patriots right now. Saying the Foxborough faithful should adjust their off-season planners because it's looking like the Patriots have made up their mind about not drafting a quarterback. The New England Patriots are currently searching for their third starting quarterback in as many years, and they simply must find an upgrade to Cam Newton, who threw for just eight touchdowns and averaged 177.1 passing yards per game as a starter this last campaign. A little unnecessary. It had nothing to do with what they're talking about, but so be it. Now, according to sources close to the draft, scout Matt Miller 
says that the Patriots are pl- not pl- aren't planning on using their number 15 overall pick or an early round selection for that matter on a quarterback. Instead, they seem keen on signing another another veteran, whether that be through trade or free agency. Now let's stop it right there for a second, Connor. This would indicate that Bill Belichick has no intentions of blowing up the team and starting a full rebuild as I have yep. suggested they should do. So congratulations. Is Bill Belichick making the right decision, not opting to draft a quarterback in 2021? And what can he do to compete with the Buffalo Bills and the Miami Dolphins this season? If it works out, it's going to be the right decision. If it doesn't, it's going to be the drastically wrong one. Um, I think this kind of shows where Belichick's mindset's at and the fact that he probably isn't planning on coaching for five plus more years if he's really planning on going all in this season and going for a veteran. Um, they're really going to need to get a good veteran if they're going to actually compete with the Buffalo Bills, who are probably going to be one of the best teams in the entire AFC, probably the NFL as a whole. So they're going to need to get someone. If if it's Jimmy G, he's going to have to have a stellar season. He's not going to be able to get injured, obviously. Um, I don't know if Fitzpatrick would, would make it work. If Cam Newton doesn't take a huge step forward, he wouldn't work. Uh, there's, there's not much out there. I know Carson Wentz is probably off the table. It, it's going to be tough. I don't I don't know who they're going to go with. The Jimmy G might be the only realistic person that might give them a chance to actually compete. So we're going to get into the quarterback market in just a second. Um, but with a lot of those options not necessarily being ideal, if Belichick is planning on building the offense through free agency, do you foresee him bringing in an Allen Robinson or Chris Godwin type of player? Or... Will he try to continue with a build uh, or will he or will he try and continue to build with sort of those second tier players like Corey Davis and Curtis Samuel? I think this might be the year they actually go forward and try and get like one of the top tier wide receivers, whether it's Chris Godwin or Allen Robinson, or like we've said a bunch of times, potentially trade for OBJ. I'm also hearing things about Michael Thomas. I know the Saints need to get a ton of money off the books and he's tied up with a big contract. And I know they've had issues with him over the past season. So maybe he could be an option as well. But I think if Belichick goes all in, he's going all in at the wide receiver position as well. So I believe that Michael Thomas is no longer an option for the New England Patriots. I, well, Pat's cap tweeted something. I confirmed it doing my research, and I think that the the Saints would have made this move last season, not this season. The Saints are in salary cap issues. They need yep. to shed salary cap. It's going to cost them an extra $7 million to trade Michael Thomas this year than it will to keep him. Oh, really? Okay, so yeah. I guess that's out of the question then. If the Patriots were to turn around and say, we'll acquire the dead cap hit as well, which they can do, yeah. it would cost the Patriots over $40 million this season for Michael Thomas. Oh my goodness. Yeah. That's not even close to being worth that as good as he can be. No. So would you agree at this point that there's, it doesn't work for both teams? Yeah. That wouldn't make any sense then. See, because I proposed this trade at the trade deadline last year. And I said that this is when it would have worked. Stephon Gilmore was still healthy. He was the reigning defensive player of the year. The yep. Saints offensively were struggling. They had a problem child in Michael Thomas. Things weren't working with him. He was injured. He came back. He got suspended. It looked like an opportunity for the Patriots to move Gilmore, bring in Michael Thomas, set some stuff up. I also believe that they could have traded Gilmore for Thomas and got a pickback from the Saints just because of how desperate the Saints were and basically pitch it to them. Hey, Sean, build your defense, build your run game give us your headache. That's not going to work now. 
Right. Yeah. $40 million. That's just insane. And if it's not going to do any favors for the Saints, it wouldn't make any sense for them to do that either. Are you living under the assumption that Bill Belichick is going to address the offense through free agency? From the wide receiver position, I would think so. Either free agency or trade. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. What do you see him doing in the draft for the offense? That's a good question. Now I'm I'm thinking maybe Kyle Pitts might really be the realistic person who he has his eyes on because if it's not going to be a quarterback, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it's if it's Kyle Pitts. Maybe he's also looking at one of the wide receivers um, from Alabama if they're still around at number fifteen. But if a quarterback say Mac Jones isn't really in the in the equation, I think it's going to be one of those three guys probably. Could we see the possibility where Belichick spends all of his money? In with his offseason free agent leads to maybe get a Allen Robinson or say a Curtis Samuel and a Hunter Henry. And then how does Belichick fix the defense, especially the pass rush and stopping the run? Because if they don't fix that, it won't matter who's playing quarterback or who's playing receiver tight end. The Patriots offense won't be on the field a lot this year because the defense will just be letting up tons of yards and scores and runs and it's not going to work. Does he use free agency for that? Or does Belichick possibly, in your mind, build that offense through free agency, build the defense through the draft, and maybe use some of the later rounds to get some offensive linemen and just round some things out. Yeah, that would kind of make sense if he spends a lot of money on the open market going after people like either Chris Godwin, Allen Robinson, whoever might be there, Hunter Henry, obviously. We know Belichick's always had a big uh, big admiration for him. Then maybe he goes towards the draft in the first, second, third rounds and tries to get people who can you know, solidify the defensive line, somebody in the middle. We know they need a nose tackle. Um, Hightower hopefully comes back. Even if he does, they still probably need to add a linebacker. I have little to no concern about the secondary as long as they keep either J.C. Jackson or Stephon Gilmore, potentially both. Um, I think they're fine at safety. They really need runs, run stoppers on the defense. So I think if they do one on the draft, they should be able to spend the rest of the money having such a big cap on the offense or vice versa. So Trotta continued by saying that begs the question of whether New England will take to free agency or the trade market to find their new starter. It goes without saying that the later option will give them more choices like Carson Wentz, Jimmy Garoppolo, Kirk Cousins, and Marcus Mariota than the former as there's arguably zero compelling names with expiring contracts. However, Given how many holes that the Patriots may have to fill, Belichick may be stingy with his assets and opt for free agency where he could choose from guys like Jameis Winston, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Jacoby Bursett, and Tyrod Taylor. Mm -hmm. Listening to the names that are possible trade options and listening to the names that are possible free agents. What does Belichick have to do to address the Patriots quarterback situation? If you're a Bill Belichick... Are you giving up draft assets and bringing in a quarterback via trade? Or are you looking at the Ryan Fitzpatrick's, Jameis Winston's of the world and trying to go with them? That's tough. I really don't like many of the names that are on that list. I mean, I just, Ryan Fitzpatrick is always solid, but I just don't see him being a top 10 option. Um, Jameis Winston, I know he's, he's got a, great arm but he just turns the ball over way too much jimmy g uh i think is a good option but he struggles to stay healthy marcus Mariota, i don't think he would have a big price tag but 
he, I don't know if he's the answer either. It, it's tough. I mean, I, I think that they're probably going to try and do something with Jimmy G, but my my concern is everyone's concern. If he can't stay healthy, they're in trouble. So outside of Jimmy Garoppolo, there doesn't seem to be a name that's very appealing, obviously. Do you think that Belichick just builds the offense to be run heavy again and just try to get his name or his hands on a game managing quarterback? Yeah, that would actually make perfect sense. Kind of what the 49ers did when they went to the Super Bowl two years ago. That's what they did. They played defense. They ran the heck out of the football, and Jimmy G didn't make that many mistakes, and it worked out really well for them. I could see that being the Patriots' identity next year, pounding the ball with Damian Harris and Sony Michelle behind a good offensive line, playing tough defense, and whoever the quarterback is just making very few mistakes. Okay, guys, we are going to get to your comments here in just a second. Connor's going to start looking at them after he looks at the private chat I just sent him. Then he's going to go look at your comments. And while he's getting all of that, I am going to let you know about our sponsors over at the Rocky Mountain Barber Company and Manscaped.com. Visit RockyMountainBarber.com and get all the products you need to take care of your hair, beard, and skin. Get their small batch, all-natural beard bombs and oils, pre-shave oils, lotions, hair products, razor blades, and so much more. Visit Rocky Mountain Barber Company and use the promo code RAYROUTE and save 5% off all your orders. Get your small batch hygiene products at RockyMountainBarber.com. You can get your male hygiene and grooming tools and take care of everything below your belt from manscaped.com and use the promo code RayRoute and you'll save yourself 20% and get free international shipping. So take care of your boys and get all of your male hygiene and grooming tools at manscaped.com. All right, Connor, the comments is your thing. What do you got, buddy? I got one here from Carson James. It says, I think we should. BB only has a couple years left. He wants to get another Super Bowl. I think in the beginning saying we should go for it. Uh, I agree, man. Bill Belichick, I think, is 69. Is that right? 69? Yeah, maybe. Keep he's, talking. I'll find out his age. He, he's pushing 70, man. And I know he said in the past he doesn't want to be one of the guys that's coaching well into the 70s. Um, 68. I think He'll be 68. 69 in April. 69 in April. Okay. So very, very soon he's, he's getting up on it. Uh, I think he retires in his early to mid seventies. So I think we only see Belichick for three to five more years. And based on that, I mean, if he wants to win a Super Bowl before he retires again, now is pretty much the time. Is there a possibility though, that if they did go the rebuild route, that he could have that rebuild done in two years and compete for the last three years of his career? Yeah, that's also that's also a good point. I mean, I think if they struggle the next two years, but they build up over the next couple of years, then the last couple of years that he does coach, if he is going to stay for a full five seasons, they could be really good at the end of that. Can you re-sign Cam Newton or sign Ryan Fitzpatrick and legitimately say that's going for it this year? It really depends, I guess, on what else they do. I mean, if they sign Ryan Fitzpatrick, but then they also go out there and sign Allen Robinson or they trade for OBJ and they, you know, get Hunter Henry or they draft Kyle Pitts and, you know, they do things where it's blatantly like obvious that that trying to win, then yes. But uh, I, I don't know. I don't know if it would make sense to do something like that because I don't want them to be stuck with like what the Red Sox seem to be kind of doing where they're like, half going for it, half not going for it. I want them to either be like, we're rebuilding or we're retooling and going for it. Like I don't want to be stuck in no man's land and go eight and eight the next two years. I know the poor Red Sox. It's been two years since they won a championship. You're starving. I know. I get it. I know. And 
Uh, Heim already came out and he's planning on making big moves next year. I get it. I think that the Red Sox fairly are in a better position than the Patriots are right now. Yeah, they probably will be. Spoiled Boston fans, man. All that's, right, next. That's true. Um, we have one here from Big MGM. He says, Packers ain't got no cap space. They're not getting what? Um, I mean, well, J.J. Watts also said that he's more concerned with playing for a contender than he is getting paid right now. So, I mean, maybe he's going to play for them for the cheap. Yeah, and th- he would have to pay for the cheap. That's the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think anybody really knows what they're going to do, to be honest with you. SI is the one who's reporting that J.J. to the Packers. And that that's where that looks like the likelihood where he's going to land after the Kansas city chiefs gave Patrick Mahomes a trillion dollars, you know, re-signed Jones, re-signed Kelsey made all those, those moves to, to lock up players. I don't doubt that GMs can mess around with salary caps whatsoever. Um, yeah, just to build on that. All right, go to this one here. AJ Ferguson says Pitts will be the best tight end in the league in two years, so he ain't falling out of the top 10. Um, yeah, I mean, based on what we've seen and what I've heard about him, it does seem like this kid's going to be legit. Um, I, I don't know, though. I don't, I don't know enough about the draft to confidently say whether he'll go in the top 10 or not. Um, I thought he was going around the 15 mark when we were looking at uh, like mock drafts, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it, we have – he's he fluctuates very much like Mac Jones fluctuates, uh, Waddle f- fluctuates. Yeah. They go from a top 10 to the 15. It's all going to depend on need. There there are some question marks around Kyle Pitts because of his size and, uh, and whether he can convert what he does to being a tight end. He's not a great inline blocker. Uh, which is a big deal at the tight end position, even though fans may not think it is. It is a big deal to football teams. If he were to fall to 15 and be available, if the Patriots already had like a Hunter Henry or something on their team, would you still want them to pick up a Kyle Pitts? I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to it. That would be a phenomenal duo if they had Hunter Henry and Kyle Pitts. And I also think Hunter Henry is only going to play a couple more seasons, so then they need somebody who's going to completely take over. But, I mean, that would be quite the one-two punch at tight end. That would be extremely hard to stop. Isn't Hunter Henry young? I wanted to say he was, like, my age. I thought he was, like, late 20s, early 30s. He's 26. Oh, he's 26. Sheesh, I was way off. He's got some years so left. So he's got there. he's got some years left. Jeez, that would honestly be an excellent signing then because this is probably the prime of his career the next five years. So if we're looking at a guy like Kyle Pitts, does that mean that you've given up on Devin Asiasi and Dalton Keene? In my opinion, I would be happy if one of them worked out. I'm not giving up on him, but I don't I think there's a possibility that one of them might not really transpire into anything. And I'm hoping that one of them can actually be good. But if both of them don't work out, they're in a t- really, really tough spot. On a scale from one to 10, what are the odds that one of them work out? One of, one of them? So one of them one of them ends up really not doing anything? Yeah. I'll say a five. <laughs> 50%. Yeah, I think there's a decent chance that one of them will at least be like able to contribute and not be a bust. What odds do you give out of one to ten that both will work out? 
mm, maybe a two at this point. I think <laughs> I think at least one of them is not going to be like all that much, and I think one of them hopefully will will actually be able to contribute. Would you see that as a massive disappointment considering they're both third round picks? If neither of them work out, yes. Or even if just one of them work out. I mean, if one of them works out, then I, I would consider it a, a somewhat of a success because they took two shots on him. If we can get one good tight end going forward, I think it would be worth it because tight end has been such a difficult position since Gronk left. Didn't they trade up to get one of them? They might have. I think they traded up a lot. I know they traded up to get Uche. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that they traded up to get either Asiasi or Keen. And I'm I'm thinking it was Keen, but I'm not 100% sure. Asiasi definitely got got traded first. Right. Or drafted first. Drafted first. (laughs) All right. You got another comment? Speaking of the draft, McChicken says, Pat's probably going to draft an offensive tackle or defensive tackle in the first round. Let's be real. (laughs) Um, As long as it's not a long snapper. Would you be surprised? Okay, I don't think an offensive tackle, but would you be surprised to see a defensive tackle taken in the first round of the draft by the Patriots if they're going for it this season? Mm, yes. I you personally would be, surprised. would be. Yeah, I would be because I think they're going to be pretty good at the offensive line, and I think Belichick knows he could snag somebody later in the draft and, and build them up like he, he has a bunch of other times. That's fantastic. I asked you, would you be surprised if they drafted a defensive lineman? I don't know what that has to do with the Patriots' offensive line. Oh, defensive lineman. No, I wouldn't be that <laughs> I wouldn't be tackle. that surprised. Defensive tackle, no. I would be very surprised if they got an offensive tackle. But defensive tackle, that's one of their biggest needs. Welcome to the podcast, Connor. Yes. <laughs> now I'm oh. questioning myself whether I said offensive line or not. <laughs> I'll have to I'll have to check. Um, we got a donation here from Russell Wilson. Appreciate it, man. I'm still hoping you come over to the Patriots. Uh, would you trade for Cameron Jordan? I personally would not. Uh, Cameron Jordan's getting a little bit older, and I don't really want to tie up all that much money, and I think he's going to cost, obviously, something. I don't know if it would be worth it, in my opinion. What's his contract right now? Um, I don't know. It, it can't be cheap. Oh, it can't be cheap. $18.9 million in 2021. Yeah, it's too much money. And the Saints would only save $2 million by getting rid of him this year. Yeah, it's not worth it. And he's 32 years old. He's going to be a cap hit of 19.7 next year at 33 and a cap hit of 19.9. you got to remember, the Patriots have about $60 million of cap space. Yeah, They need to address their offensive line because as of right now, David Andrews and Joe Tooney are both going to be free agents. They need to address defensive tackle. They need to address edge. They probably need to address linebacker. They need to sign their draft picks. They need to find a wide receiver and they need to find a tight end. To give up 20 of their 60 million on a player, which is basically what you're giving up at 18.9 million. Yeah, it's crazy. That's a tough pill to swallow. Yeah, I'm not not on board with that one, although I do like Cameron Jordan. Uh, we got another donation here. This one is from Scared. We should get Khalil Mack. Wow. Yes, absolutely. But that's also probably a huge contract, and it would cost a lot to get him. Khalil Mack's obviously a stud, but I don't. Th- I don't think it would. It would work out. I don't know if it would happen. Khalil Mack is set to make a cap hit of twenty six point six million dollars next season. Twenty seven point one in twenty twenty two. 
25.5 in 2023 and 23.5 in 2024. He's also got a dead cap hit of $37.4 million this year, and he's only a cap hit of $26.6 million. There is no way Chicago is moving on from him this season. Next year, if they wanted to make a move, his dead cap's only $12 million. That's still a lot. If they're going to trade him, which I don't see why they would, but if they were going to make that move, it's probably coming in 2023 when his dead cap's only $2.6 million. Right. Yeah, I don't I don't see that see that one happening. Um we got another donation here from Ross. What up, Ross? He says Shades and Heartthrob, long time no see, enjoying the show, eating five guys with the future wife. Nice. BB not BB got nothing to prove, and intern McChicken is always wrong. Oh, come on, man. McChicken, I think, is a savant. McChicken is almost always right, to be honest. <laughs> say McChicken's right almost 90% of the time. And I yeah. love that Ross oh, missed. Oh, he threw this in, though, for everyone in the podcast. Had to annoy McChicken a little bit. <laughs> I just love that Ross missed one episode one time <laughs> so he could spend Valentine's Day with the missus. And he comes out like, long time no see. Haven't seen you again. <laughs> right, that is do, funny. All right. Let's do one more comment. All right, we just got a donation in here. This one's from Love Vibration Nation. Thank you very much, sir. Uh, he says, fan duel, fair weather fans act like BB has no track record and they know more than him. Our dynasty attracted worst fans. I trust BB. We will be back. And when we are, all of us will be back on the bandwagon. All of you will be back. All, on of, the all of you. Yeah, all of you guys. I've stayed on the bandwagon. I haven't jumped off yet. Um, he's not referring to us. No, I don't think he is. I don't think he is. I think he's referring to people in the chat and people in general. I actually heard a new one the other day based on what he's saying here, too, about the ungrateful fan base. Someone, a new new nickname for Belichick. Someone said Bella shit. I had never heard that one before. I just I thought, I just thought, I'm like, here we go. I'm like, what a classy fan base. Like a one seven and nine season, one losing season since the year 2000. And they're changing him's name to Bella shit. <laughs> well listen tom brady i dude we talked about this last march last march you and i were on a show together and i said if brady wins the super bowl it's it's gonna blow up worst case scenario actually would have been brady winning the super bowl next year yeah because if they both didn't win it this year you had the excuse of first year without brady brand new team you know what i mean um yeah, I don't know why people don't trust Belichick. I really, really don't. Um, Got to blame someone. Well, yeah. Listen, I was really hoping for the J.J. Watt trade because I was just going to start, like, screaming at people at the top of my lung. I was just going to make, cut like, I was going to cut, like, a trash-talking video, which I'm not good at, and I was just going to pure trash-talk. Nice. Um, hey, there's still a chance. There's still a chance. The Patriots won the Super Bowl t- two years ago? Yes. Three years ago now? 2018. 2018, yeah. So, two years ago. Basically, it was 2019 when they actually won it, right? It was the 2018 season, though. Uh, Listen, I've already told you I am willing to go through three, four, five years of pain um, for the Patriots to get back into where they have to go. Mm -hmm. And I'm with Love Vibration Nation. Whatever I've said what I want, that I want to rebuild. You know what I mean? As I said, I want to rebuild. And I want Belichick to do the rebuild. I don't want to rebuild and somebody else do it. But... I've already made it clear on this channel a hundred times and on this podcast a hundred times that whatever direction they go, I'm going to buy into. 
Right. Like, look, I talk trash about all these quarterbacks. If they re-sign Cam Newton, I will bang my chest to Cam Newton. All, you know, you know, I will. Hundred <laughs> percent. Like, yeah. I, I find I feel like it's our job to protect the Patriots players and our coach uh, yes. from all the hate out there. All right. Speaking of which, I had uh, I did uh, our boy. I I was able to interview our boy Lawrence for nice. Patriots Outsider, and uh, we talked a little bit about Marcus Mariota and got his opinion on how he what he felt like uh, about the possibility of Mariota going to the Patriots and whether or not he felt it would be a good fit. So this is Patriots Outsider. All right, guys, you say we're too biased here on Dear Pats Nation, so it's now time for Patriots Outsider. As always, I got my boy, Lawrence Owen. He's a Colts fan. He hates the Patriots, but he doesn't hate on the Patriots. Lawrence, Marcus Mariota is being mentioned as a possible New England Patriot, right? The Raiders may trade up or may trade back may trade back up Marcus Mariota, and New England has been mentioned as a possible trade destination. Mike Reese of ESPN sees the Patriots as a potential trading partner for the Raiders, noting that Mariota's $10.6 million salary would easily fit in the Patriots cap, and the Patriots may be willing to give up a late-round pick to acquire him. Mies Reese refers to Mariota as Plan B, with former Patriots quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo, who may be available from the 49ers, as Plan A. Lawrence, how does Marcus Mariota fit with the New England Patriots? Well, I actually, talent-wise, I like Mariota. I, I think that he does a good job um, reading a defense. I think he has a nice touch to the football um the my biggest issue is that elbow of his that is that is my biggest issue with Marcus Mariota that's why I don't I don't like a team um being stuck with him as that first option right because one bad hit on that elbow and his career could be over because it is his throwing elbow he had two of those injuries in the same year where I mean it literally, whenever he hits it, he loses his the entire feeling and from the elbow down. So he can't even feel the football in his hands when he throws it. Um, so that that's a bad situation. So you, if you do get Mariota and you want to use him as your starter, my opinion is you need to have a second quarterback who you would feel comfortable with being a starter as well. So the Patriots are hoping that Mariota can be the Tannehill to Belichick that Tannehill was to Vrabel, but shouldn't the Patriots be concerned that Mariota lost his job to Ryan Tannehill? Well, I think he lost that job because of the elbow. I mean, that, that's what happened, right? Um, on on top of that, uh he looked good in, in uh, the Raiders, you know, this last season when he had to take over when, when Carr got hurt. I think he, he's got the potential to be that guy. I think he really does have a, the potential to be maybe not a top 10 quarterback, but maybe a top 20 if he can stay healthy. I think, I mean, I, I've seen him twice a year um, as a Colts fan and He's got legs. He's he's he does a very good. Like I said, I love the touch that he's able. He knows when to throw it hard. He knows when to lay out lay out the ball. 
He's got the skills to be able to extend the play. And he knows how to use a run game because he's had Derrick Henry uh, for a last couple years as well. And then on top of that, over with the Raiders, um, he's had Jacobs. So he knows how to use a run game to help him play even better. So, yeah, I do I think he'll blow up like Tannehill? No. Yeah, I remember Tannehill had extra extra weapons out there. I mean, he, he's got a couple wide receivers. He's got a, 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 a good tight end that he can throw to. You need to surround him with some talent, but I think that he could be a very serviceable starting quarterback if he stays healthy. So, yeah, you talked a lot about that elbow. So I got to ask you, why would Mariota only be a plan B for the Patriots? And what would he need to do to turn into that plan A outside of just Jimmy Garoppolo not being available? Ooh. First off, I think to be a plan A, you have to, the best ability is availability, right? Uh, You also need to show consistency, on, on a consistent basis. There were times during his career uh, in Tennessee where he looked very inconsistent. He'd be great one game and the next game. Uh, it's like the defense was in his head. Um, so that that is a situation. The problem is, is there wasn't enough last year with him, uh, a, a game or two, with the Raiders to really make a really good evaluation of where he's at right now. So a late round pick would have to be that kind of trade. You couldn't trade up. I wouldn't want to trade higher than a fifth round pick for him um, because you're taking a chance and that's, that's a problem. Okay, and that leads me to my next question, because last year there was rumors floating around that John Gruden wasn't sold on Derek Carr, and actually it seemed like him and Mike Mayock were actively trying to replace Carr rather than keeping him as a starting quarterback. There was also rumors that the reason they went out and signed Marcus Mariota was because John Gruden preferred Mariota over Derek Carr. Now, obviously, Derek Carr won the starting job coming out of camp. What did... Derek Carr do to force his way into let's call it John Gruden's good books and was this a reflection of Mariota not being able to take the job yeah I'm sorry I have to think about that for a moment uh believe it or not I've always liked Derek Carr I thought but but the problem is Derek Carr uh his weakness is man coverage uh he's very good against zone but he's not very good against man this past season, he's shown that he can beat man. He's getting better at it. Mariota, on the other hand, um, I think really they already knew what they had in car. Okay. And I don't believe in rumors as much as a lot of other people do. Uh, I get that there was a ton of rumors out there saying that, you know, they're thinking of trading Derek Carr and he's on the trade block, but I don't think that happened. I think that the acquisition of Mariota was more to push Carr to get him to that next level and to get better rather than uh, – and, and to get him out of that fear because ever since he had that broken leg, right, uh, it, it seemed like he went down, downhill. I think that was more to push him to get himself out of that out of that stink that he was in. Mariota just wasn't able to take over. I think, I think quite frankly, Derek Carr is a better quarterback overall than Mariota, and that's why Derek Carr won the starting position. 
Well, Lawrence, we always appreciate you coming here on the podcast and on the live stream and talking, uh, talking to England Patriots because I know it's hard for you and this wasn't really really Patriots related but it was Patriots related all at the same time guys Lawrence breaks down film you can catch that over on his channel Colts Law and he'll tell you all about his stuff in a second but he also does it for the Dear Pats Nation YouTube channel every Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern time Lawrence releases a film room last week he did it on free agent wide receiver uh, Alan Robinson and broke down his game and described uh visually why Allen Robinson is his favorite receiver in the draft this week. He's going to, he's going to do one that could start or end debates. He's breaking down Cam Newton's 2020 season and telling us it, cause one of the main discussions we've had is what went wrong with Cam Newton. And he's going to try to answer that question via film. Lawrence, tell the people on the podcast where they can find you. You can find me on Twitter at Colts underscore law. Same with uh, Instagram. You can find me obviously right here just about every day. Uh, you can find me on YouTube, uh, on Lawrence Owen. It's spelled right here, so you can see that. Perfect. Ray, Connor, back to you. Yeah, buddy. Always I good to hear from Lawrence. no idea how to end those. <laughs> <laughs> because it's like, I though, I just love throwing it back to, to myself. And I forgot until you said it about Mar- Mariota's elbow. I forgot that was even an issue, so that's actually a big issue. Yeah, so I was going to ask you, uh, and we're going to get your guys' comments here in just a minute, but what was your biggest takeaway from that interview? Just from the very start, just the Mariota thing, because, I mean... Well, the whole thing was about Mariota. No, I know, but just in the very beginning when he was talking about his elbow, I kind of forgot all about that. So if that's that big of an issue, man, that kind of changes everything, because I'm worried about if they get Jimmy G, Jimmy G staying healthy. But if they get Mariota... And they don't really have, like you were saying, a, a, a backup plan if something's to happen. I mean, if his elbow is that bad that he can't feel it and he can't throw it if he gets hit on it, I mean, that's that's very concerning. All right, guys, we are going to take a quick pause here and hear from our sponsors over at fcustom.com. We're also going to ask you for one minute and 33 seconds, listen to the worst music in the history of ads and hear all about our Patreon page where you'll get exclusive Dear Pats Nation content every single day. Uh, Connor, not right now you're going to get a behind the scenes and an early look at the Patriots Outsider interview. Connor and I have not figured out what the hell we're going to be putting on there tonight. So we're going to talk about that after the podcast and then recording that. While you guys are listening to that, Connor's going to start looking through the chat and finding some of your comments. So here's our sponsors at fcustom.com. fcustom.com is your spot to find the best custom baseball, basketball, and football jerseys. Choose from hundreds of designs and colors and customize the jersey any way you want. Use the promo code RayRoute and save yourself 10% to get the best custom jerseys at fcustom.com. Hey, if you enjoy the lighthearted, wholesome content that you get from the Dear Pats Nation podcast, YouTube, and Facebook page, and wish that you could get more, you are in luck because Dear Pats Nation has launched our Patreon page. We didn't add any ridiculous tiered levels of support. We're not asking you to pledge 20 bucks a month for five bucks. That's right, five bucks a month. You'll have access to daily exclusive Dear Pats Nation videos. You'll get traditional vlogs from Connor, Sarah, and I talking about the Patriots, the Celtics and the Red Sox, but we'll also have exclusive interviews, behind the scene footage, bloopers, early views of videos that aren't available on YouTube, live streams exclusively for Patreon members, and that's just scratching the surface. We're not going to make you pay a monthly fee 
if we're not committed to adding and making it the best possible experience for you. We're not in this to get rich. We're not in this to rip you off. We just want enough to pay our bills and being able to create on Patreon is just one way we're trying to do it. So please come check out our check out our Patreon page over at www.patreon.com slash DPN sports. We've also left the description in, or we've also left the link of the, in the description of our YouTube and Facebook videos. We don't think you'll be sorry. So please, at the very least, at least go check it out. And if you don't want to sign up and you don't want to pay, that's all right too. We ain't mad. You can still expect us to be here streaming live every Sunday through Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern time. But if you want to get more, go check us out over on Patreon. Yeah, buddy. All right, I got this one um, just from Love Vibration Nation. He was just following up on what he said before on the uh, comedy saying, not you guys, Ray and Connor. Appreciate it. And just so you know, um, I know you asked me about the comments on Instagram. I do manage the Instagram page. I post stuff, and then I like I don't ever check comments or messages, and I apologize to everybody who messages yeah. me on a daily basis. And Connor does nothing for us social media-wise besides retweet stuff on his own personal account. Yeah, and if anyone sends anything to me on Instagram, I haven't been there, been on there in weeks, so Connor, I got, I should, no, I got I nothing. Should, I should add responding to comments on our Instagram, like you want to respond to the YouTube comments. How have you been doing? Have you been responding to the YouTube comments? I have until today. All right. I responded to some today, although I was on there responding to what some. What title did today. I give you? You're the uh, fan engagement manager, right? Fan engagement, yeah. Except on Instagram. I don't even have that app on my phone. <laughs> well, <you laughs> I got Twitter, do- though. You better download it. Put at me at Twitter if you want to say anything. I'll see it on there. Uh, Josh Sabati said, would you give Jared Stidham a chance? Um, I mean, to just go out and be the starting quarterback, absolutely not. But, I mean, I, I say give him a chance to compete, but they have to have at least one other option for him to compete with. But to give him a chance to just start next season, no way. Now, when you say a chance to compete, do you mean just in training camp or do you mean in preseason as well? And if Jared Stidham were to come out and have a similar preseason to what he did in 2019, when he was really, I think he, he beat Jimmy Garoppolo's numbers. He had some of the best preseason numbers from any rookie quarterback ever on the Patriots. Him and Jacoby Myers seem to just be in sync and on the same page. If he came out in the preseason and let's say their options are Marcus Mariota and Ryan Fitzpatrick and Jared Stidham, and he looks like that, do you think that'd be enough for him to earn the starting spot on the Patriots? It depends on who else they have out there going against them. I mean, I I do remember that now that you say that he did look really good in preseason a couple years ago. Um, If he looks like he's going to be that good, then yeah, potentially I'd I'd be on board with giving him a chance. But I want there to obviously be somebody else because based on what we saw in actual games last season, I did not like what I saw. So I want there to be somebody else there with them. All right. All right. We had a – here it is – I got you, Joe. Um, donation from King Cato twenty one here. How worried are you that Cesario knows Bill's draft board? Honestly, I haven't even thought about that. But yes, that is a little bit concerning because I know they probably have talked about this type of stuff before. But I mean, I think so many different things are going to happen. I think Houston's drafting at what pick? Well, before the Patriots, anyways, right? They don't Third? have a pick. Don't have oh, a pick they right traded now. it to the Dolphins, right? 
But assuming they trade Deshaun Watson, they might have some more picks. Actually, yeah, if they trade Deshaun Watson, they might have several picks. I also think that everybody, I think that that draft board is going to change as we get closer and closer to the draft. It's going to depend on, again, if we go by what Jerry Trotter wrote today, they're, or Trotter wrote today, they're going for it next season. So depending what they do in free agency is going to affect, is it fair to say what they do in free agency is going to affect what they do in the draft? Yeah, that's actually an excellent point because I think that draft is going to change drastically depending on what they do in free agency. After we see what free happens in free agency, we're really going to be able to see a picture of what to expect them to do in the draft. One thing that was interesting is that I read today that the Patriots sent like I think two dra or two staff down to watch Trevor Lawrence's pro day. Really? Um, now, obviously, this is a different approach than what the Patriots did with like Andrew Luck, where he said we didn't bother scouting him because we knew there wasn't a chance. And I don't think the Patriots think there's a chance that they could get Trevor Lawrence. But I think that when it comes to draft picks, they went and looked at Trevor Lawrence, and this goes totally against they're not taking a quarterback in the first round. <laughs> right. But I think you look at Trevor Lawrence, he is the benchmark. Yeah. And you compare every other quarterback to him. So I don't think the Patriots draft board, I think they have names. I don't think the draft board is complete yet. And I think Kazari knows a little bit. I don't think he knows everything with the Patriots. Right. right. And even, if, even if that's the case, it's Houston has to draft to help Houston, not to screw the Patriots. Yeah. Like yeah, you can't, you can't draft based on the Patriots want this guy. The, the Houston Texans have to draft based on what the Houston Texans need. Yep, and the Patriots, obviously, everything's going to change after free agency Every, anyways. Uh, Deshaun Watson says, I'm probably going to be stuck in Houston, though, so he, he might not have anywhere to go. Appreciate all the NFL quarterbacks showing up to the chat again tonight, man. Sh shout out to them. Um, Love Vibration Nation says here, can Mariota throw deep? Uh, I think he was able to throw deep. The uh, I think he came in and threw like a 40-odd touchdown to Darren Waller in that game when he did come in. He looked pretty good. So I, I think he can still throw the ball deep. Mariota actually has a hell of an arm. Right. Like a hell of an arm. Uh, again, elbow issues. A little bit wobbly, but he can throw deep. Right. Uh, here's one from uh, Ken Miller saying, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to Houston as part of a deal for Deshaun Watson. LOL. Um, I, I haven't heard I, that I at all. I don't know why that's an LOL. That actually makes a lot of if that's a real thing or if like i'm i'm assuming it's a guess but if that's a real yeah. thing that that makes a lot of sense to me isn't doesn't that make a lot of sense to you i mean yeah that would make sense if they were able to get jimmy garoppolo on a bunch of picks and in return that would probably be a decent thing for them to do well and then nick again nick azaria knows jimmy garoppolo he was a part of that team who drafted jimmy garoppolo so there's that whole mix of it as well uh, it's always why I believe that the Miami Dolphins were a good trade partner for Houston because you could do two for Deshaun plus a bunch of draft picks or at least right. get your draft pick back. It would make total sense to me if they're moving on from Deshaun Watson that they try to replace him with somebody. I mean, they probably, if the Rams would have came in and said, give us Watson and we'll give you a Goff and you know, four first rounders, they probably would have made that move because you got to try with somebody to try to be your quarterback. Right. Yeah, that actually would make sense. And they could, they could actually be in a position where they make that trade, get the third overall pick back from Miami, draft like a Justin Fields, have their future quarterback, have Jimmy Garoppolo as their bridge guy, and in two years are in a better position than New England. Let's hope that this doesn't work out for them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going here from Andy Dimitri. He says, what do you guys think of Andrew Luck coming off retirement? I thought so, I saw something the other day that said he's not. 
No, apparently that text message was fake. Okay. Um, the owner of the Chiefs came out and said, it's, uh, he's been more, he's more retired now than he was last year. That, okay. was, that was the last report I saw. I know what he's talking about. He's referring to a, somebody put out a, a text message that they said they got from Andrew Luck that has now been deemed fake. Um, just looking up if there's the, any recent news, the last stories are from like four days ago. Jim Mersey tells Colts fans they need to digest the truth. Andrew Luck definitely is retired. Yep. Good, good for him. We got a donation here from Ross. Thank you, sir. He says, Lawrence Owen, the law dog, is solid. Watches breakdowns, waiting for one of the dirtiest Sue plays. You guys think Sue has matured or is still a weenie? Eggplant. Eggplant. <laughs> He's still an eggplant. I honestly think Sue's matured. I don't feel like I've seen him do that many things recently that have been dirty. I know in the beginning of his career he did a bunch of stuff, but I don't remember him doing anything as of recent. So I actually just talked about Nadamik and Sue over on Patreon uh answering a question that uh one of our patreon subscribers of the deer patch nation loyalty club g107 asked me i think it's been long enough that i can talk about it publicly now because everybody has seen it so we try to keep what we do on patreon exclusive so people feel like they get their money's worth uh so i won't go into the full detail i'll just give you a quick opinion on it i said that at the, i used to hate nadamakin sue mm -hmm. at this point i think he has matured and i would love to see him on the patriots Right, right, because I don't feel like he's really committed any, like, ridiculous acts in the past several years that I can think of. It was just in the beginning of the year. I mean, in the beginning of his career. If you want to get my full take, go to patreon.com slash Sports. Yeah, Sign buddy. up for the Deer Pats Nation Loyalty Club. And here's Lawrence, here's Lawrence Owen saying, New England needs a good pocket quarterback, in my opinion. It will be best with a good old line running game. I completely agree there. Um, we saw Mac what happened Jones. with Cam Newton. So somebody who can stay in the pocket, and yeah, they, they, they're going to have a good old line, and they're going to have a good running game. We know Mac that. Mac Jones. Can you Mac snap, snap, snap Bill and tell him Mac Jones, see what he says. Snap face him? Snap face okay. him, yeah. I will snap face Bill and see what he says. When I'll just, I'll just say Mac Jones, nothing else. That's it. See if Mac see Jones. What, see if he gets mark. back to you. Here's an interesting one from Ken Miller again. He says San Francisco needs to trade Nick Bosa. Jimmy Garoppolo won a few first round picks for Deshaun Watson. Nick Bosa is he's not on the trademark, is he? Or is this this just saying that this is what they would need to do in order to get him? I think this is what he's saying. They need to uh, they need to give up for him. Nick Bosa, Joey Bosa, uh, Chase Young, yeah, all those massive Ohio State pass rushers. I want them more than I want JJ Watt. I'll just put it there. Yeah, touche. I know I would love to get somebody like that. That's all I have to. That's all I have to contribute to this. A terrorizing pass rush. Uh, we got Cody Lasik here. He says, if Billy Bust listened to Billy Bob and ranked the, ranked the Patriots would be drafting. I think he says it's meant to say tanked. The Patriots would be drafting Trevor Lawrence. I don't think the Patriots were ever going to be able to get the first round pick. They won too many games in the first three three games of the season when they were still had a chance. I mean, I they know, were two but, and one at one point, right? But I think Billy Bob wanted them to tank. If you recall, maybe so you Billy. Billy Bob wanted them to tank before the season even started? Yeah, maybe you weren't checking the comments at that point. Yeah, he said tank and get Trevor Lawrence. Uh, Tyson said the same thing. Trevor, like Tyson, week one? No, God, uh, April. 
Oh, really? March, yeah. Tyson oh. Tyson was on that until they signed Cam Newton. Tyson got off the tank for Trevor Lawrence once they signed Newton, but Tyson over from Master at Work was on that for like almost the whole offseason. He thought it was all Bill Belichick's master plan. Tank this, let Brady walk away, tank the season, get Trevor Lawrence, be back in contention next season. And then they signed Cam Newton and he got off the tank for Trevor and you know, got on to the uh, you know, the Cam Newton bandwagon. Yeah, I don't think Belichick's ever going to tank, ever. No, even at the trade deadline when he could have, like, unloaded Joe Tooney and Gilmore. He he traded for, what's his name? It was Isaiah Ford from Miami. He brought yes. in a wide receiver. All right, Connor, let's uh, we'll get back to your guys' comments in just a minute. But first, we have to go to everybody's favorite game show. Once the comment's off the screen. Come on, Connor. We're going to go to everybody's favorite game show. Player profile. Yeah, Connor buddy. Carney. All right, Connor. Today I've decided to go the linebacker route because nice. I think that the Patriots need a linebacker. They do. And I'm going to tell you that almost everybody in the linebacking draft class this year has a last name that is difficult to pronounce. So I'm going to go with this one right here. He is a six foot one, 235 pound senior out of Georgia. Ranked 13th amongst all linebackers, 124th amongst all draft picks, a Mr. Monty Rice. Hmm. Not related to Jerry Rice. I wonder if he's related to the Rice King. Um, if he is and has that type of speed, I think he's going to be very good in the NFL, although I don't think he ran a 4-3 at the Combine, if I remember correctly. Um, I do think There's that been he... no Combine yet, so... <clears throat> Um, when he does run it at the time, I don't expect him to run a four three. Um, but when he does go and run it, hopefully we can see the type of speed. What's really important to him and what I've seen is when he's able to make tackles in the open field, um, when he's able to cover the tight ends, uh, running backs out of the backfield and get pressure on the quarterback, he looks very good. Uh, at times, though, he doesn't do the correct coverages. He doesn't get the pressure on the quarterback when they need him to. Um, in order to really have a good career in the NFL, he's going to need to do those things. Now, what happens when the running back is running in his general direction? What does he have to do? He's going to really need to do his best to cover him and, you know, either break the pass up, just make it so the quarterback can't even look at him as an option or potentially even intercept the football I idealistically. That's great. Now, let's go back to the question. When the running back is carrying the ball running towards him, what should he do? When he's running towards him, he should be able to make the tackle in the open field one-on-one. -on -one. That's, that's what we need. On a scale from 1 to 10, how successful will Monty Rice be in the National Football League? Uh, I'm going to say a 6.2. 6.2, very specific. Yep. And do you think he'd be a fit for the New England Patriots? Uh, potentially, yeah. He's really going to need to learn from uh, Dante Hightower, though. Okay. And when did you first hear about Monty Rice? Uh, 9.51 p.m. Eastern Time. Today? Today, yes. How much Georgia football did you watch? Um, probably next to none. Maybe a quarter here or there. Ladies and gentlemen, that was player profile.
I yeah, feel, buddy. I feel like that's getting old, and we need to <laughs> we need to spice that up a little bit. I don't. Yeah, because I just know nothing about anyone. Every time, no, and, and that's all it is. It's the same joke over and over again. And I think we've we've played. You know, you and I are very committed to the bit. We've talked about that. I that's mean, you true. voted for me to be president of the United States. Like that's, that's how true. committed we are to the bit. But I think that we have we we've milked this one. That's true. As, <laughs> as far as it can go. I like player profile. We just need to... Um, Maybe someone who actually knows what they're talking about. No, no. It needs no. to be you. Okay. We just, we just need to spice it up a little bit more, not just doing the same thing each and All every right. night. All right. It makes sense. Can't disagree. All right. So it's just about time that we wrap up the show. So why don't we take a few more comments and then we can say goodnight to everybody. Yes, sir. I got one right here from Fasil. He says, Bill drafted all of our legends. That's a great point. I mean, think of all of these Patriots legends and who they were drafted by. Um, going all the way back to, you know, the 2001s, the 2002s for the last 20 years, he's drafted most of the Patriots legends, Tom Brady being one of them, obviously, the biggest legend in the history of the sport. Um, Julian Edelman, a current Patriots legend. Rob Gronkowski was a Patriots legend. Dante Hightower continues to be. Devin McCourty is going to go down as a legend. Um, I mean, then go all the way back. I think he probably dra- he drafted Mike Vrabel, right? I mean, guys like these that we might not even be thinking about. No, he no. didn't know. No. Um, I mean, even guys like Steven Gostowski, in my opinion, is a borderline legend. He was an awesome kicker and won three Super Bowls with the Patriots. I mean, look at all of these guys that he's got over the years. That's that's absolutely correct. Bill has drafted a ton of legends. Yeah, no. Uh, Vrabel was a Steeler before he was a Patriot. Oh, really? Um, yeah, he came over in 2001. Uh, and in fairness, though, a Bill drafted a lot of the Patriots legends because Bill Parcells drafted Willie McGinnis and Teddy yep. Bruschi and Lawyer Malloy. And I don't think Parcells was Drew Brees uh, or um, Drew Bledsoe. Right. And then Belichick brought in Vince Wilfork, brought in Richard Vince Seymour, Wilfork. Matt yep. Light. Legends, yep. You know, a lot of legends of the game. Um, I mean, Dion Branch, I consider a legend on the Patriots just for his MVP. Of course, Tom Brady. Um, you know, so yeah, I mean, he brought in, he brought in a lot of, le- and then some of the more current legends uh, on this team as well. We got Chris Summers here. He said, I rather have Marcus than Cam. Shocking. Um, I think Summers wants literally everyone except for Cam. I think Summers would rather see me play quarterback than Cam Newton. <laughs> All right, we got Marcus here. Marcus says, I don't mind Cam Newton again and turn things around. I was on the McCordy Twins when I heard it, and I, my thoughts about Cam Newton, a.k.a. Superman for me, I wanted Cam Newton to come back. So wait, I, wait, you heard I, about I, yeah, Cam yeah. Newton when you are on the McCordy Twins podcast? Is that what you're telling me? He did. He, I, I saw the video of him on the, on the podcast when they were talking about it when he heard, first heard the news that they were getting Cam. He first heard about the news about Cam Newton while talking to Devin and Jason McCordy. Yes, Go figure. My God. Yeah. Marcus, Crazy. Marcus That's what's up. Is Marcus, Marcus I'm, are you still a regular on the podcast? Because I know you were a regular guest for the McCordy Twins on like a weekly basis. You would always send me the videos. Never gave us a shout out on the podcast. That's okay, though. McCordy Twins podcast, man. Doesn't get much bigger than that. Double coverage. Yeah, buddy. Marcus Hanna, a regular guest. 
Jermaine Brownie has his acting like Bill didn't draft Chandler Jones in Hightower. Oh, yeah, yeah, Chandler Jones. I forgot he drafted Chandler Jones as well. Ch- Chandler Jones. Um, speaking of Nadamika Sue, the Dark Minute Man says, do you think the Patriots have any chance to sign him? Is he a free agent? I thought he had another year with the Buccaneers. I thought he was a free agent. Maybe I'm I, completely wrong. He would be a good guy to stuff the run for the next year. I think he's got a couple years left in him before he retires. I'm not opposed to that at all. I think I don't think he's a bad guy anymore. I'm going to look up his contract really quickly to confirm that for you guys. I just did a whole thing about how the Patriots should go after him, but I could be wrong. Maybe I didn't. Yeah, he's a free agent. Okay. Unrestricted I'm, free agent. I'm down for that. I would like to see. I don't think Sue would cost all that much money either. Do you think I they'd think have they, a chance to get him? If he doesn't stay in uh, Tampa. I could foresee him re-signing in Tampa Bay, even though right. they're going to have some money issues trying to re-sign some of their guys. Right. Here, here's a good suggestion from Joe. He says, bring back Bloodzo and let him throw 30 yards deep. Drew, I think it was his birthday the other day. I think I saw on there he's like 49. It was. And you know what? I got to give Fitzy uh, a shout out too because I think he captured it perfect on Twitter when he basically said, thank you for being the guy to change the attitude and culture in New England. It really was Drew Bledsoe. Tom Brady brought the winning. Like he brought the, the championships. Drew Bledsoe, though, after he was drafted, was really what changed the face of the organization. They went to a Super Bowl. They competed. And then Tom Brady just brought it to that next level. Uh, Drew Bledsoe was such an important piece to growing this team. Yeah. Yep. And a great dude when uh, Brady went down. I mean, he went down injured and Brady had to take over. And I'm going to go back to my dad saying this Belichick idiot better be fired. Yeah. Because he's playing this Brady bum over Drew Bledsoe. AKA 20 or uh, back all the way back in 2001. Hashtag freezing cold takes, right? My dad to this day will still tell you that Drew Bledsoe brought the Patriots to the Super Bowl and that he should have played that game because Brady got hurt in the AFC championship game. That's true. He did. Anybody who was around back in 2001 uh, knows there was a split. If Twitter would have existed in 2001, because the split between Bledsoe and Brady supporters was unreal. Right. I don't think our fan base could have survived that, the way we're already at each other on a daily basis. Yeah, they, thank goodness none of that stuff existed 20 years ago. We got Mark Mullaney saying uh, Mika, Mika Parsons first round, Kyle Trask second round. I've heard a lot of that too. I've been seeing a lot of Mika Parsons for the Patriots at 15. That's a guy that I don't think is going to fall to 15. Yeah. Uh, but I've seen a lot of draft, uh, a lot of these mock drafts that are putting Mika Parsons at 15. I would love that. That'd be my new high tower, just so everybody knows, would be Mika Parsons. Um, I just, I don't see him falling to 15, to be honest with you. Yeah. I heard somebody comparing him to uh, Adams, too. Yeah. No, he's, he's going to be phenomenal. Absolutely. Like, he's going to probably be my new favorite player. He's going to be my new Hightower um, after Hightower leaves the team, obviously. Uh, I just, I, I don't know how they get, I think they got a better chance, honestly. Like, they got a better chance of Mac Jones or Waddle than they do of Mika Parsons. I love it. If he falls to 15 and Belichick doesn't take Mika Parsons, I'm going to be pissed. Yep. We'll see what happens there. Let's, let's do two more. All right. We got one here from Cody Lacey. Billy Bust squad is all players he wanted. He only has his self to blame for the roster that has no talent. Um, I mean, they definitely have some talent. I think they have a good young core that they can kind of build around. The only people I think that have been really a big issue is Nikhil Harry. I'm trying to think of who else has been an issue 
uh, that he's drafted that hasn't worked out recently. I just don't understand the argument. Of course, it's who we wanted. Right. Like, he's the general manager. On to the next. We got a donation here from Ross. He says, Connor, you get an Xbox One yet? Shades and I are waiting. Uh, I still have a PlayStation 2. So I, I still have that. It's actually in my parents' house. I might have to go and get that. But well, how, uh, how are we going to play Xbox together if you don't have an F and Xbox? You're going to go to your parents' place to get a PlayStation 1 when we're telling you to get a... PlayStation 2. I, got, I got Madden 07. You're, you're talking about going to go get your PlayStation 2 when we want to start a Dear Pats Nation Madden League with me, you, and Ross? I'm going to have I'm gonna have to find a way to make an investment into this, uh, Xbox? this X, Xbox One you speak of. You can download uh, Netflix on it as well and, and watch your Netflix on the TV. Nice. All right, right, and we also got one here from Lucas. Ray, Connor, and Sarah for 2024. That's impossible. Sarah can run in 2028. All right. All right let's end it like that. Thank you guys for tuning in to the... Uh, to the podcast today always 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 appreciate you guys i think we got all the sponsors i think we got everything uh i don't know some of you are mad some of you are happy i hope you had fun that's all that matters connor tell me about those red Sox, man they gotta be legit kid